0: Stampede Garner is at number one hundred twelve, recorded nine eleven twenty one. In this country, conspiracies are everywhere, or so it seems. You see, you don't usually hear about conspiracies taking place in other countries, unless reports of the CIA attempting to overthrow a regime in a foreign country. I mean, no one ever seemed surprised when it was recorded that some agencies in our government actually listened into conversations over the phone of Chancellor Angela Merkel of Germany. It just seemed to be a natural thing that we would listen into what other government leaders would be talking about. Not too long ago, the leader of Turkey had an attempted coup by his military, and if I'm not mistaken, It centered around Turkey's purchases of weapons from countries other than the U.S. Then again, I'm reminded of a more distant occurrence with the leader of Panama, Manuel Noriega, having been captured by our military and imprisoned in our country. I could go on. There's a long list of conspiracies that originated from our government meddling in the affairs of foreign lands. And it always boils down to our politicians saying they're protecting the American people. Of course, when it comes to the companies committed to Americans, persuading them into believing that what they do is in the best interest of the public, that's nothing new either. It's a longstanding policy for our government to persuade Americans we have enemies and adversaries who want to do us harm. That's why we have the largest defense budget of any country in the world. The question is, would we be placing the American people in jeopardy if we reduced our $700 billion defense spending? Or even If we disbanded the CIA or the National Security Agency, that might never happen because conspiracies are a big business and lots of people profit from them. You don't really think the people who run our energy policies for this country don't profit from it, do you? And when it comes to conspiracies, you better believe our fossil fuel companies know how that works. energy, particularly energy derived from fossil fuels, has played a major role in our economy. And I'd be safe in saying this country has conspired along with oil companies to control, exploit, and manipulate the price of oil. It's no secret when vast reserves of oil were discovered in Saudi Arabia The exploitation and development of those resources involved a simple conspiracy. And it goes something like this. If you could consume the oil your country needed without using your own oil, well, then you very well ought to do that. And that's what we've done for years. We used other people's oil to safeguard our own supply of that natural resource. There's only a finite amount of oil hidden beneath the Earth's surface. So why not make sure you get whatever you need for your own country by getting it from someone else? In fact, countries have been willing to fight for it. The conflicts that surround the Middle East are more than a struggle between religious ideologies and power politics. It's been centered around oil, and who has it, and how to get it. Now, it's never really been explained to the American people why Islamic extremists attacked America on 9-11. And there's good reason to believe it revolves around oil. Who gets it and from where? And not entirely because of geopolitical or religious reasons. In the Middle East, conflicts are many and for many different reasons. But on a global scale, its meaning usually comes from oil. If it became obvious that America's policy of purchasing oil from Saudi Arabia was coming to an end, and that the dollars used to make those purchases for the past 50 years was coming to an end, it's not difficult to imagine the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia would find it had been taken advantage of by the United States. Since it first appeared in this country, in little over a year and a half, it's no coincidence that America has suffered the largest death rate from COVID-19 in the world. We're the most advanced nation on Earth. Or at least, that's what our politicians would say. And yet, other third world nations with much larger populations and far fewer resources to combat this pandemic have suffered far less death rates than the United States. By all measurements, COVID-19 shouldn't discriminate when it comes to killing people. But that appears exactly what has happened. This always raises the spectrum Has there been a conspiracy to attack America with a biological weapon? Some of our leaders are signaling the alarm that COVID-19, a man-made virus, may not be the last of pandemics, and the American population should expect more and different biological threats. If what I'm saying is true and that COVID-19 is not the last of our pandemics. You have to ask yourself, are our governmental institutions vulnerable to collapse? Well, I would say yes. I tried to predict the future. I don't say what was. I only use the facts of the past and our present condition to estimate what to expect. Our government is bankrupt. American culture has been corrupted by consumerism. Violence and deceit are found in every city. This country is poised for a collapse. The people of this country have been betrayed, fooled into believing that all they needed was more, while their leaders denied anything was wrong. After all, what could be wrong if our government produced the world's largest debt? And that's nothing new because our politicians will deny they were responsible for what was coming down the road. And do you know what happens next? Well, after denying they did anything wrong, then they'll point their fingers at you and will say, it's your fault everything went wrong. Nothing remains the same, I'm sure of that. And although many of us would like to believe our government will always exist for us, it's nearly a certainty that one time or another our government will collapse and something will come to replace it. When I was very young, I remember asking my dentist before he was about to drill down on a decay in a tooth. Is there ever going to be a procedure to replace a tooth by growing a new tooth? Sort of like what we go through when our first set of teeth are naturally replaced by a second and final set of teeth. In other words, being able to grow a third tooth. He looked at me and said, Just relax, Edward. This will only hurt for a little while. And began drilling. Yeah, nothing lasts forever. So there's plenty of evidence to suggest our government is going to collapse. Maybe from decay. Our legislators, the politicians whose job it is to determine what the budgets for the U.S. federal government should be, have been having a serious problem for many years now. They can't determine what the government's budget should be. It's not exactly like the general public of this country, having to determine how much money they have and how it should be spent. No, our government's legislators make up the rules, and they set just about any number they like in deciding what the budget of the U.S. government will be. And like I said, that's been difficult for them to do. By law, on September 30th of every year, the federal government must submit a budget for the fiscal year so that it will stay open. The U.S. Congress must submit 12 appropriation bills for a president to sign in order for the government to remain open beginning September 30th and ending October 1st the following year. Failure to do so will result in a shutdown of the government. Between 1977 to 2015, Congress had only passed regular appropriation bills on time in four years. In 1980 to 2013, there were eight government shutdowns. It's difficult determining when a disease takes hold of a system. I'm reminded of a tree I used to climb in my childhood. I would estimate it was about a 100 years old, and I was only 7 or 8 years of age. During the spring and summers, I used to love climbing up on this tree and sit in its branches. As I grew older, I moved on to other pastimes and left that tree's embrace. Today, I imagine few, if any, children growing up having ever climbed a tree, let alone sat happily in its branches. If I were young again and a teacher in a school, I'd make sure that fourth graders climbed a tree and sat in its branches. That kind of experience isn't going to be taught to children today. But that's not what I really want to talk about. Things change, and the tree I climbed in when I was a child died of a most unusual cause. Where I lived on my farm, it was something that didn't happen from the death of other trees. It literally dissolved. Something internally made its heartwood decay, causing its strength to disappear. It turned into sawdust, something I have never seen with any other tree. When it fell, I cut it up and burned it. Even the trunk of the tree by its root system, had deteriorated into dust, separating it from the earth it had inhabited. As I said, nothing remains the same, and what we take for granted will not last forever. Our government one day will collapse, and it may very well already have begun to disintegrate. It cannot continue to fund itself with money it doesn't have, or will never be able to pay back. People are beginning to see that, and the many branches our government hold may not continue. I'm not here to tell you what you should do. The signs are all there. Something has been wrong for a long time, and Our politicians have lied to you saying everything is all right. This week on Garner isn't you first heard Stephen Barton's music from the 2017 to 2018 TV series *12 Monkeys*, Katerina's Sacrifice. Then Ennio Morricone's composition *The Ecstasy of Gold*, followed by more work from the movie *The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly*: *The Carriage of the Spirit*. Returning to the Twelve Monkeys, a cut from Barton's The Good, the Bad, and the Primary, then Back to Maricone, Story of the Soldier, and then The Splinter by Barton from the Twelve Monkeys, and finally, a short piece from Mariconi's Poverty. Stapede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.